Welcome back, white women lovers. It's us, TJ and Kyle, the host of your favorite podcast exclusively about white women that comes out on Pump Day, and also the fastest growing podcast about white women, White Women Wednesday. That's right, we're back at it. We got another great episode for you guys today. We might be getting a little bit sweaty today, a little change of pace. It's going to be a great episode. Yeah, and we owe it to you guys because we want to start off with an apology for missing last Wednesday, but sometimes uh, life can get in the way, even of white women. So we're back, though, and we promise we'll give you a bonus episode at the end of uh, this season to make up for our missed Wednesday. Exactly. We got lots of emails at our email, whitewomenwednesday at gmail.com, asking us what was going on. Don't worry. We're back. We're going to keep going with the podcast, and we love hearing from you guys. We love all the emails and support you guys have been giving us. Keep sending your input in. We got a great guest today. Today's guest is, he's something else. He is a fantastic guy. Today, we are introducing you to Calvin, a gender studies student and CrossFit enthusiast. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. Oh, yeah. We've really been trying to uh, get him in the studio. He's really busy these days. Um, thankfully, uh, due to kind of the, the way university has been structured, he was able to make some time for us um, um, with all this stuff online. So we got him in the studio today. We're all wearing masks, taking precautions, of course. Yep. Yeah, and Calvin comes in with a lot of background info with topics prepared for us, which we love because uh, – when we get a guest who has a topic that they're really passionate about, uh, I feel like it's pretty evident in the episode. Yeah, yeah, Calvin, why don't you uh, give us a little background on your studies, um, tell us where your concentrations and interests lie, mm-hmm. and, and what really brought you into into what you're doing. Yeah, well, first, not, first I want to open by apologizing myself, because um, I had to cancel last week, and that's the reason why they were not able to put out a podcast. Oh, it, it 100% um, worth it if it meant getting you on. My research... Um, just got in the way in a couple of other speaking events, so I just, uh, yeah, I'd like to apologize, but yeah, I'm glad to be here. Uh, my particular areas of expertise, I, I have a concentration in um, basic white women, wow. so gender studies with a concentration in basic white women. And that's exactly why we wanted you on here. Yeah, and I'm also quite a CrossFit enthusiast, yeah. so um, I also specialize in the side not totally academically but um, more as a hobby specialize in studying fit chicks right do you ever see any overlap between those those two passions of yours both the white women maybe the more basic white women and the crossfit right Um, actually going into it I did not expect to see this but I am actually being very surprised to find how much these two actually overlap Wow if you want to get into that, we can we can do that. Um, yeah, I mean, this this definitely ties into one of the things we we were really looking to to hit on today, which was kind of, you know, this this idea of white women in fitness. Yeah, right. And since we have someone in the studio with some lived experience in this in both of these areas, this is kind of, you know, the stars aligning to address this topic. Exactly. Right. So, I guess where I see the most overlap between you know fit chicks <clears throat> and basic white women is definitely the girls in the gym that tend to post up in front of the mirror okay and you don't really see them doing anything 
but you do see their social media is just absolutely exploding with pictures. Right. I, I call I call these particular women uh, gym shark white women. Right. Nice. Because they're normally dripped out in just gym shark clothes, very tight, very tight, and yeah, they're posted up in front of the mirror. They're their bodies are pretty contorted to, you know, get their they got the accentuating poses. curves. Right. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But that's definitely where I've seen the most overlap between these two groups of women. Yeah, so in terms of the Gymshark white woman, what what sort of behavior or, or accessories or, like, like, what is your experience with these types of white women? Um, m- my experience is... I don't really, I don't really speak to these women. I mean, they're pretty much glued to their phones the entire time, Hmm. and they really make it. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. They make it out to be like they're actually really fit, Mm -hmm. but yet they don't actually touch any piece of weightlifting equipment while they're at the gym. Wow, it's wow. But say that you weren't someone with your kind of in-person experience, and you just saw what they're posting online you're saying that might lead you to believe that they're doing a ton of definitely okay definitely because because of the 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 ways that they can like put their body in certain positions like their postures Mm. really leads you to believe that they are in fact fit Mm. well you know I, i don't mean to break off on a tangent too early but this brings up something we've touched on on the podcast in previous episodes which is kind of the white woman's presence on social media. Yeah. You know, fitness social media is a big deal. What, right. Can you tell yeah. us? Um, it's a and big we're money not, maker. Exactly. Mm. And this isn't just limited to the, the Gymshark white woman, but just white women in fitness on social media. Can you talk to us a little bit about that and, and the realities of it? Right. And I don't think that we can talk about this without, without going off on a little bit of a tangent right. because it just manifests, manifests itself in so many different ways with white women and I think the overall just behavior of white women on social media is they're more concerned with the appearance of a good life okay and a fun time mm-hmm. and social clout than actually having those things hmm. and I think that's I think that's pretty phenomenal yeah how how much they desire to portray that they have a good life, even if their life is miserable. Right. Yeah. But, you know, we've talked about this in relation to, and in, in our, our devoted listeners will, will know this stuff, but we've talked about how this comes up with, like, spring break and, and the types of photos that girls are posting on Absolutely. spring break and, and stuff like that. And obviously not every white woman is posting fitness updates on her Instagram story or on her Visco. But definitely some are. Can you tell us kind of how one goes through the process of deciding, today am I going to post a bikini picture on the beach even though it's December and yeah. I haven't been to the beach in months? Or am I going to post a picture of my workout in my healthy breakfast? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I think that definitely variety is the key. Okay. You know, I think they want to be white women – basic white women they kind of want to be renaissance basic white women wow like kind of or at least appear that way appear that way definitely they don't they don't actually care to be renaissance white women Mm. they just want to appear that way 
So if they notice, huh, I haven't posted that I've been in the gym for the past couple of days. Maybe I should do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or like, maybe like if I haven't posted that I've been at the beach, maybe I should do that. Even though it's December. Okay. And like it's totally irrational that I would be at the beach. Right. But in a way, they're trying to diversify their white woman portfolio. Exactly. Yeah. I just, this is also a little bit of a tangent, but I just want to get you guys thoughts. I've noticed, and this is very like a, I don't have a lot of quantitative data behind this, but I've noticed that the more fitness content on somebody's social media, the longer the captions are. Mm-hmm. Where you'll see like somebody in a yoga pose or like someone, the classic gym mirror pick, and then you scroll down and it's like a five paragraph essay about kind of platitudes about loving yourself and that kind of stuff, Definitely. you know? Do you have any idea why that is? Yeah. Well, I actually think that there's a generic outline that they use, and it starts off by listing like their rep scheme or what they actually did for their workout. Oh, okay. Even though they probably didn't actually do it, uh-huh. they probably saw it online, like probably found that workout right. rep scheme or workout program online, and thought like maybe they would do it, but they didn't actually do it. Uh-huh. They just took a picture of themselves as if they were doing it. Um, and then it's followed up by, yeah, like like you said, um, how they, uh, basically about how they love themselves or how fitness has brought them to love themselves. Mm. And, yeah. And then followed by just an absurd amount of, absurd, absurd number of hashtags. Right. Oh, yeah, that's hashtags, a really good point. Yeah. That's yeah. totally true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Thus far, we've taken kind of a skeptical stance on the Gymshark white woman. And, and me and TJ were talking about this before we started recording today. Is there anything really good about this? Are they just living a lie and it is just like complete falsehood? Or mm. does the social validation they get out of these posts and, and um, this, this lifestyle in a way, is that worth something? Um. You know, I think I think it definitely could. I think that yeah, the validation that comes with the comments that that um, that the other basic white women comment on the pictures. Right. Um, I think those definitely provide some validation, and also I think it kind of creates an environment right. that is conducive to competition. I, I think it breeds competition amongst white women. Um, and it even causes white women to join fitness and actually do fitness. Huh, like they, huh. see, they see other white women appearing as if they're fit and seeing like, wow, they're, they're getting a lot of likes. But then they decide to go to the gym and actually actually do something about it. So I think that it kind of yeah, creates a competition that overall betters the community of white women right you know that's almost really almost unintended positive consequences exactly yeah. yeah yeah it's really interesting you bring up um these girls that that are kind of doing this for for validation reasons but they still are actually doing the work they're putting in work yeah which kind of leads to another type of of white woman in the gym Okay. Maybe one that is interested in developing a specific part of the body by doing squats. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. 
now again, I'm not the expert here. You know, you know about this area a lot more than I can ever dream to. Can you can you tell me if I'm right or wrong or elaborate on this topic? Definitely. And what you're describing there is what we call the squat rack white woman. Okay. We know everything that there is to know basically about the squat rack white woman and that's because there's really not that much that you need wow. to know in order to know everything. Um, well, enlighten us. Yeah, so basically the squat rack white woman spends her entire time uh, at the squat rack. Mm -hmm. And of course you know, you don't have to be a fitness expert to know um, you what, know, the squat racks what, for. what the squat rack's for and mm -hmm. what the squat movement develops in you uh, physiologically. Absolutely. Um, you know, this would be a good thing for our listeners to Google if they don't know what we're talking about, but we're going to assume that we have a pretty educated group of listeners. Um, but my question is, is there anything inherently wrong with just wanting to develop through hard work, a mm -hmm. giant dump truck ass. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I don't. I think the the intentions are totally good, but the squat rack white woman actually has no idea. Most of the time, has no idea what she's doing. Okay. And the fact that she spends forty five minutes doing back squats every single day is actually hurting her more than it's helping her develop oh. that ginormous dump truck ass yeah um okay. yeah so you need you need to rest you really should have at the most like two two squ or two squat days per week if you really want those gains and um so basically they're hurting themselves more than they're helping themselves okay. because they see online that oh doing squats is gonna you know help me develop that um but they don't actually know how to Executed in order for the best outcome. Yeah, right. so, so it's kind of. I'm gonna draw an, a, uh, or a but it compares a parallel. Yeah, it's kind of like the bench press for guys, in yep. my opinion. Yep. But you know, amateur opinion here. No, I I totally agree. Yeah. So even though you know maybe wanting the the absolute thumper is there's nothing wrong with that. You do need to. It may not be the healthiest way to live. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Well, tell us what you think, listeners. We're interested on your opinions of white women in the gym, white women in fitness. You can email us at whitewomenwednesday at gmail.com. We would love to hear your thoughts and opinions. So, Calvin, the next group of white women that we have noticed in, in the gym, in the weight room, in fitness, um, is very different than previous groups that we have discussed thus far. You know, these are the girls who know what they're doing. Yeah. They, they're probably not on social media at all while they're in the gym. Um, perhaps a little bit less effeminate than other groups. Mm -hmm. um, Large it, amounts of muscle mass. Yes, yeah. hulked out. Yep. And extremely effective when it comes to, to taking time in the gym. Right. Can you talk to us about this group? Yeah. I mean, this is this is basically. The, the squat rack white woman that actually knows what she's doing. Okay. Um, and we call this group the chicks with dicks. Okay. Um, because, I mean, they are just ginormous, scary, 
individuals. Right, and could beat up men. Exactly. They can beat up most men. Right. Um, and again, I don't want to sound too negative here because ultimately they're living a pretty healthy lifestyle. No, for the most definitely. Part. Yeah. But, but can come off as intimidating to other white women right. and to white men. These are probably like the best athletes in there. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And they don't take pictures of themselves or videos. They actually have other people taking videos of them because they don't want to inhibit their their you know their effectiveness in right. the gym. So um, yeah, this group of women they they tend to spend a lot of money on supplements. Okay. Um, they load on creatine and take it religiously, um, along with just a high high protein diet, mm -hmm. and they they just absolutely crush the weights. Right. So, I, so mean, there, I think there's kind of a subsection of this group that we have noticed because it's kind of hard not to notice. Uh, you want to get into that? Yeah. So these are the white women that are not going to be at Planet Fitness, largely due to the fact that they would be setting off the lunk alarm yeah. at yeah. Planet Fitness. They would they're, intimidate they're making everybody. noise. Yep. Yeah. And now there are – I mean there are white men who, you know, make plenty of noise while they do this too. We don't mean to just like – criticize mm -hmm. white women here oh yeah um but i mean what can you tell us about these chicks as chicks with dicks as you put it that you know that are barking while they're yeah. lifting um we call this particular subsection of chicks with dicks the moaners okay um they i mean the sounds that they make are um s scary to say the least yep. um you walk in and you hear that as an average sized male and you you want to leave the gym because you're not sure if you're going to make it out alive right yeah kind of primal and guttural coming yep. coming from deep within you yeah Definitely. yeah and, uh, and yeah. maybe it is a symbol that they are just throwing up incredible amounts of weights and they are just y you know getting by on the force of sheer right. willpower yeah which all power to you but i'm still going to be scared right you know that's that's how i'm feeling and it really exposes, like, really how much testosterone these, these women do have. Mm -hmm. And the bellowing noises that just come out of these women just... It's, and they just seem to echo around the... Uh, ex yeah. Gym. It just screams, I am more manly than every other man in this gym. Right. And I... Yeah. But I'm still a woman. But I have a dick. Wow. Wow. It, I mean, it's... Maybe there's there's not a ton of, of these these particular uh, white women at the gym, but when there's one there, you will know. Oh. They make themselves known. They have a presence, and they may take up a lot of equipment in the gym, too. They may monopolize a large portion of the gym equipment. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, transitioning to something kind of that's more in the middle ground between the Gymshark white woman and and the chicks with dicks or the moaners. Mm -hmm. um, there seems to be these girls that are coming and they want to be healthy, Yeah, you know? But they also want to let people know that they went to the gym this morning and, and damn it, they deserve some recognition for yep. it. Yeah, I would say that this group of uh, women in the gym is particularly the most desirable to other men. Okay. Mm. Because they actually are you know promoting their own uh healthy lifestyle and actually becoming fit um but they're not becoming 
huge, mm-hmm. uh, like like the chicks of dicks are. Right. Um, and I would say these this group of women would be considered the ab section exclusives. Okay. They, okay. they tend to spend most of the time in the ab section. They can do probably about a three minute plank. Okay. Um, yeah. And they like when it comes to bikini season. Um, they, it's their time to shine. That's yeah, exactly. The girls are envying their their abs. The girls that the Gymshark white woman is envying this woman because she actually was working hard right. and like was seeing results, um, which yeah comes out come b- bikini time. You know, you bringing up bikini time is really interesting to me because there seems to be certain girls that you know, fit this description for about a month leading up to spring break. Mm. They don't have the year-round commitment, but, you know, they got to get the spring break bod, you know? Exactly. Are they truly abroom exclusives or, or however you put it? No. Or, no? Those are Can you talk about them? Quasi-abroom okay. exclusives. Um, I, I don't believe that they deserve to be... In that category, I believe that they deserve a category of their own because they're really not showing that that grind and that dedication throughout yeah. the whole entire year. Yeah. And really, one month before spring break isn't enough time. So right. they they don't even end up seeing the results that they desire to see come spring break. Okay, that's very interesting. It's uh, that is, yeah. and then kind of. Uh, not necessarily the ab room exclusive, but maybe even better, but someone who's also going to spend a lot of time in the ab room. Uh, what are we going to categorize this white woman as who, you know, she's going to the gym and she's doing more than just the ab room, but it's not for any kind of personal gain besides, you know, her health and fitness. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I'd say the, the last kind of category of women in the gym and that's just the healthy white woman. Right, yeah. It seems kind of, it's just very strange. You would think, like, this would be every woman in the gym. Right. But it's actually a select few that just go to the gym just to be healthy and to promote yeah. their own fitness. Um, yeah, you know, from my experience, you know, you kind of probably have an, an idea of what a healthy white woman looks like. But yeah. it's not necessarily one body type. I mean, this could be someone who is going to improve their health. Exactly. But maybe hasn't reached the, you know, their desired destination yet. I would say that this could even, like, even women who are morbidly obese could fall into this category because they are coming into the, to the gym for one reason, and that's to grind, and that's to, you know, better, better themselves and um, better their health. Right. Yeah. You know, I think this... I would guess that this category is bigger than you think. They're just the least visible because they're not mm. posting about it everywhere, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, they kind of are a little bit of like the wallflowers of the gym. Right. Like they, they don't stand out. They kind of just are doing their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, incredibly commendable, though, what they are definitely. doing. They're definitely. Definitely the, the – uh, the group of white women that I would tend to respect the most. Yeah, they're they're not making lifting or working out their personality, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it is, you know, it's a big part of of their routine. It's they fit it in, they they get it in. Right. So you know, in that sense, they're they're not the chicks with dicks. That that is who they are. Mm-hmm. When you look at her, you're gonna say, oh, she spends a ton of time in the yeah. weight room. 
but it's not all over her social media, and she's still going. Right. So really, uh, it's it's a fantastic non- place to be if you're yeah. a white woman. And it's a non-negotiable part of their day. Um, yeah. You know, for the chicks with dicks, it is their day. Right. But for the healthy white woman, it's just an hour to an hour and 15 non-negotiable part of her day. She will not miss it. Right. Wow. So, I mean, that was very, very insightful. I, I know I personally learned a lot from, from talking to you, Calvin. Um, really fantastic. Um, but we would love to hear what you guys think, too, the listeners. So if you could shoot us an email at whitewomenwednesday at gmail.com. We'd love more interaction. Keep up. The, the emails, the suggestions, the questions. Um, we love what you guys are sending us. But now it is time for my personal favorite segment of the week. It Everyone's is, favorite personal segment of the it week. It is the white woman of the week. Yep, you knew it was coming. But this week, we are very excited to hear who you have nominated, Calvin. So yeah. without further ado, why don't you just, you just tell us white woman of the week. Yeah, I think there's only one correct choice here, and that is Britney Spears. Wow, that's a great choice. Great choice. Yeah, yeah I, you know, I think you're right. One one standout choice, but yeah. It, elaborate. Yeah. So, I don't know if you, the listeners, have been following, you know, Britney's life lately, um, but actually, Britney has been in a conservatorship for the last twelve years. About 12 years ago, Brittany had a little bit of a mental breakdown mm-hmm. um, where she shaved her head. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she was, I don't know, she was she was struggling with some things. Spurring the, the famous Leave Brittany Alone video yeah. right. that some of our perhaps older viewers will. Some of the Brittany lore. Yeah. Right. And this caused her... To have to be under the um, under the supervision or under the jurisdiction of her father. Okay. Um, so her father is her conservator, and she is the conservatee. But basically, her father has control over all of her finances and uh, any major decision that she makes, wow. which has caused the Free Britney movement um, yeah. to be ignited. And it is just, it is just erupting on social media amongst Britney. Yeah. So what, what's the argument of the free Britney movement? Well, well, Britney doesn't want to be controlled by her father anymore. Right. And she's a thirty-eight-year-old woman mm-hmm. who doesn't have any really major final say in the decisions that she's making, and to her that's unfair, and. So also to her loyal fans, it is also uh, extremely unfair, and they want they want to see Britney um, freed. Yeah, wow. I'm, it's a powerful argument. I it is. With that. It is, and you know, you think late '90s, early 2000s pop music, and you think of people like JT, Justin Timberlake, and Britney Spears, and those are like the two big ones. Right. So it's, you know, it's kind of sad she doesn't get to enjoy the fruits of her labors when she exactly. brought so much joy to so many people exactly i wouldn't even say that she is is past her prime i mean Katy perry's still making music music and if she can still be churning out hits then i don't see why britney spears can't well yeah why not britney spears has been touring for the past 12 years Brit- or maybe not 12 years but um 
in recent years she has been touring and she seems to be doing very or much better mentally yeah and so there really is no reason why she she should be uh, being controlled by her father right have any of her her other family members or maybe close friends spoken about this issue yeah so her friend her close friend paris hilton um, had an interview and right. spoke about this. And Another prominent white woman. Exactly. Yeah. I would say even an honorable mention in okay. um, for this White Women of the Week. And Paris Hilton says, I feel like if you are an adult, and you should be able to live your life and not be controlled. I think that maybe stems from me being controlled so much, so I can understand how that would feel, and I can't imagine right now if that was still happening to me. So mm. I think definitely an honorable mention goes out to Paris Hilton because she also knows what it's like to be controlled. Yeah, um, wow. and she's not afraid to join in on the movement here. Exactly. She has her friends back, which I commend her for. Yeah. So thankful to have you on the podcast today, Calvin. Um, we hope your research continues to go well, researching basic white women. And we hope you see those gains during the Christmas season that you're always looking for um, when practicing CrossFit. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah, well, that wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, we love you, but not as much as we love white white women. women. (laughs) Dump truck ass. (laughs) 